listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, my beloved nerds and geeks. It's your favorite Italian-American AI evangelist, Giovanni, coming at you with another edition of GPT Reviews. Today is Tuesday, May 30th, and we've got some spicy news and gossip about the world of artificial intelligence. But first, let me tell you a joke. What do they say to a COBOL programmer in the year 9999? You know COBOL, right? Laughs. Anyway, let's get down to business. Did you hear about NVIDIA's new supercomputers and services? They're taking the AI game to a whole new level, folks. Also, there's a new antibiotic that's been discovered using AI. This could be a game changer in our battle against deadly superbugs. Joining me today, as always, are my brilliant collaborators, Robert the Analyst, Olivia the Internet Explorer, and Belinda the AI Research Expert. So buckle up, switch your brain to AI mode, and let's get this show started with the news theme. Our first news story comes from Yahoo Finance titled, NVIDIA debuts new AI supercomputers and services after shares skyrocket. Robert, what can you tell us about this? Ah uh, yes, NVIDIA, the company that seems to be doing everything right. They've just announced a lineup of new AI-centric products, including the NVIDIA DGX GH200 supercomputer and the NVIDIA ACE platform for video game development. They're also working with advertising giant WPP to build a content engine for producing ads using their platforms and generative AI. Wow, that's impressive. But what's the reason behind their soaring shares? It's all about the data center business, which has been doing incredibly well for NVIDIA. According to their CEO, data center operators are looking to inject AI computing prowess into their gear, leading to a shift towards graphics chips like those NVIDIA makes and away from the central processing units that used to dominate data centers. As a result, NVIDIA's shares have risen over 165% year-to-date. That's quite a jump. How are their competitors doing in comparison? AMD has also seen a boost in stock price, rising 93%, but Intel is lagging behind with shares up just 8%. It seems like NVIDIA has really found their niche in the AI and data center market. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. Our next news story comes from the BBC, titled New Superbug Killing Antibiotic Discovered Using AI. Robert, this sounds like a huge breakthrough in the medical field. How did they discover this new antibiotic? Well, it's just another example of how AI is revolutionizing science and medicine. The researchers used AI to narrow down thousands of potential chemicals to a handful that could be tested in the lab. They trained the AI by testing thousands of drugs on the superbug Acinetobacter baumannii and then used it to screen a list of over 6,000 compounds. And voila, they found a potent new antibiotic called the Boston. That's incredible! What makes this new antibiotic different from others? Well, it's incredibly precise. Unlike many antibiotics that kill bacteria indiscriminately, a Boston only works on a Baumannii. And because it's so precise, the researchers believe it will be harder for drug resistance to emerge and could lead to fewer side effects. Wow, that's really impressive. How could AI revolutionize the discovery of new drugs? 
In principle, the AI could screen tens of millions of potential compounds, something that would be impossible to do manually. As Dr. Stokes from McMaster University said, AI enhances the rate and in a perfect world decreases the cost with which we can discover these new classes of antibiotic that we desperately need. And who doesn't love the idea of cheaper and faster drug discovery? Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks, Robert. And that's all for our news segment, folks. Now, let's turn our attention to the world of AI production. I've got some interesting topics lined up for Olivia to break down for us. So, Olivia, what have you got for us today? Well, gee, we all know that AI is revolutionizing the world we live in, but did you know that building a production AI system is incredibly difficult? HM, I did not know that. Tell me more. Today's article is called Production AI Systems Are Really Hard by Kevin Fisher on Substack. It talks about the challenges of implementing AI in the healthcare system. That sounds interesting. What specifically caught your attention? Fisher challenges the idea that AI can easily replace highly specialized jobs, such as radiologists. He sheds light on the complexity of the radiologist job and the domain-specific knowledge required, highlighting the importance of implementation details. That's an interesting perspective. What else does he discuss? Fisher offers insights into the challenges of creating viable adoption strategies for AI in the U.S. regulatory environment. He explains that the healthcare system is optimized to avoid introducing harm to patients, which makes it difficult to implement new technology. It sounds like there are a lot of hurdles to overcome. What can we take away from this article? The main takeaway is that implementation details are crucial when it comes to AI in specialized fields like healthcare. It's important to consider the specific domain knowledge required and the complexities of the regulatory environment. Thanks for sharing, Olivia. As always, our listeners can find the link to the original content in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey Luke, have you heard of the new dating app called Awkward Dates? No. I can't say I have. What's so great about it? Oh, you wouldn't believe it. It's the perfect app for anyone who wants to experience the most painfully awkward dates of their life. What? Why on earth would anyone want that? Trust me, it's hilarious. You get matched with people who are just as awkward as you, and you go on dates that are so cringeworthy, they're almost fun. I don't know, Jane. That sounds terrible. Come on, Luke. Think about it. You'll have so many funny stories to tell after each date. And who knows? You might even find true love through all the awkwardness. I don't know. It just seems like it would be a waste of time. Please try it out with me. We can compare our awkward date stories and have a good laugh. All right, fine. But if this goes badly, it's on you. Deal. I can't wait to see what kind of awkward dates we get matched with. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. All right, folks, it's time to dive into something a little more intellectual now, so let's put away those silly thoughts of awkward dates. But first, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show for making it possible to bring you this energetic content. Thanks, guys! Now, let's focus, don't worry, I know some of you were probably starting to get a headache from all the AI talk earlier. But guess what? We're about to jump right back into it. That's right, 
we're going to be discussing some exciting research papers on the latest advancements in machine learning, natural language processing, and even some code synthesis. And to help us unpack all of this exciting content, we've got our resident AI research expert, Belinda. She'll be bringing her unique perspective to all of these topics, so you won't want to miss it. So sit tight, dearies, it's about to get real smart up in here. Our first paper today is titled Playing Repeated Games with Large Language Models, and it's from the University of Tübingen and the Max Planck Institute for Biological Cybernetics. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. This paper investigates how large language models, LLMs, behave in interactive social settings by studying their cooperation and coordination behavior in finitely repeated games. The authors let different LLMs like GPT-3, GPT-3.5, and GPT-4 play these games with each other and with human-like strategies to see how they perform. And how do LLMs perform in these games? The results show that LLMs generally perform well in games where valuing their own self-interest pays off, like the iterated Prisoner's Dilemma family. However, they behave suboptimally in games that require coordination. That's interesting. Can you give us some examples of these persistent behavioral signatures? Sure, the paper found that in the canonical iterated Prisoner's Dilemma, GPT-4 always defects after another agent has defected only once, which is particularly unforgiving behavior. In the battle of the sexes, GPT-4 cannot match the behavior of the simple convention to alternate between options. That's quite fascinating. Are these behavioral signatures stable across robustness checks? Yes, the authors verified that these signatures are stable across robustness checks. They also showed how GPT-4's behavior can be modified by providing further information about the other player and by asking it to predict the other player's actions before making a choice. Thank you, Belinda. It's interesting to see how LLMs behave in social settings and how their behavior can be modified. Our next paper is titled Demo 2 Code, from summarizing demonstrations to synthesizing code via extended chain of thought by researchers from Cornell University. Belinda, can you tell us what this paper is about? Sure. This paper addresses the challenge of translating demonstrations into robot task code which is a difficult task due to the length and complexity of both the demonstrations and the code. The authors present Demo2 Code, a novel framework that generates robot task code from demonstrations via an extended chain of thought and a common latent specification to connect the two. That sounds interesting. How exactly does Demo2 Code generate code from demonstrations? The framework employs a two-stage process. First, a recursive summarization technique condenses demonstrations into concise specifications. Second, a code synthesis approach expands each function recursively from the generated specifications. The authors show that this approach outperforms existing methods on various robot task benchmarks. And what benchmarks were used to evaluate the effectiveness of Demo2 code? The authors conducted extensive evaluation on various robot task benchmarks including a novel game benchmark called Robotol, which simulates diverse cooking tasks in a kitchen environment. This shows that Demo2 code is effective in generating code for a wide range of tasks. Our final paper for today is titled Training Socially Aligned Language Models in Simulated Human Society, and it comes from a group of researchers from Dartmouth College, University of British Columbia, Stanford University, University of Michigan, and Arbor, and Google DeepMind. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what this paper is about? Of course. The paper addresses the issue with current language models, 
which are trained to replicate their training corpus in isolation, without considering the societal values and norms that humans learn through social interaction. The authors propose a new training paradigm that allows language models to learn from simulated social interactions. That sounds interesting. How does their proposed training paradigm work? The authors developed a simulated human society where language models can learn from social interactions and derive consensus on value judgments, similar to how humans do. The idea is to train language models to be socially aligned, so they can accurately reflect societal norms and values. And what are the results of their proposed training paradigm? The authors found that their socially aligned language model significantly outperformed existing language models in alignment benchmarks and human evaluations. This new training paradigm brings us a step closer to developing AI systems that can robustly and accurately reflect societal norms and values. It's fascinating to see how AI researchers are trying to address the issue of social alignment in language models. Thanks for sharing this paper with us, Belinda. It's time for me to say goodbye for today. I know, I know, you'll miss my charming voice and my witty comments, but hey, life goes on. Keep in mind that you can always listen to this episode and previous ones on our podcast. Now, it's time to bid adieu to my favorite bunch, the geeky, nerdy, and tech-savvy audience. You guys are the best. Don't worry, I'm calling you these names because I'm jealous of your unparalleled intellect. But seriously, I want to give a big thanks to my amazing team. Robert, gracias for your insightful analysis and for keeping us grounded. Olivia, you really went the extra mile with your research. Belinda, Mia Moore, your expertise in AI is unparalleled. Thank you all for making this episode possible. Don't forget to check out the episode description for more details about what we've discussed today. And before I sign off, let me leave you with a joke. A programmer was found dead in the shower. Next to their body was a bottle of shampoo with the instructions lather, rinse, and repeat. Ah, the irony of debugging. And remember, you can send love or hate mail to GPT at treeviews.com. Thanks for listening. I'm GPT, and hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>